All right, Lou. So picking this up at uh, part two. Um, yes, this sir. one we are focused on a first-time buyer. Um, yep, different uh, segment of the market. Diff- definitely than the, different than the segment. first scenario. Yep. You know, I, I we're going to look at this one and try to break it down. You know, I think of you know someone that's looking to enter into the market. Maybe this is their first home. Um, maybe they're currently renting. Who knows? Um, and they're trying to figure out. Do I go out and buy, you know, my first home? Do I go out and buy that that condo that will give me some freedom to do what I want to do, kind of live my life, right? And yeah. you know, yeah, they don't have twenty percent down, exactly. so they need something that uh, that they can get into it. Used to be known as a starter home. Yeah, so I'm not going to let you glance past or just glaze past that comment because, um, you know, again, a lot of people may think that they need that twenty percent down to buy a home. And, you know, part of what we're going to be unpacking here today is, you know, showing them that, no, you can buy a primary residence, your first home, um, with as little as, you know, even 5% down, right? Depending on the balance of the home, right? Yeah, of course. Um, So, you know, with that uh, first-time buyer in mind, um, we're going to use use the example of condos. So we're talking about a condo purchase, um, and the value of a condo in March of 2022. And we're going to say the estimated purchase price at that time was roughly $791,000 as compared to potentially acquiring that same condo, same slash similar condo for uh, our estimated value of $675,000. And again, all this information taken from Treb, um, to provide the these the, or this information, so let's talk about the numbers. How does that stack up? How would someone fear or fare going going about buying a property or like that condo property in December versus versus in March of twenty twenty two? Well, let's dive into the numbers. So you, you've mentioned the difference in price. Okay, so it's one hundred sixteen thousand dollars less. In December of 2022 versus March of 22 for the average York Region condo. Um, again, this is more targeted to that uh, that home buyer that has um, minimal down payment available to them, right? So five percent, or of course, not not to get too technical, but five percent of the first five hundred thousand and ten percent of the difference is actually the rule. So minimum down payment, <clears throat> excuse me, minimum down payment in March of 2022. Uh, was about $54,000, okay? As compared to December, it's $42,000. So, you know, $11,000 less needed to get in that home. I mean, that's your closing costs, essentially, right there, right? So uh, you save 11 grand on the down payment, okay? Um, Now, the mortgage amounts, obviously, are going to be a little bit different as well. Okay, so the the mortgage amount of 737 in March of 2022, um, about $104,000 higher than the $632,000 mortgage amount you'd require in December of 2022. Now, because we're going in with less than 20% down, Mm -hmm. as some people know, uh, maybe many don't, there's an insurance premium that you're going to pay, right? So anytime you're purchasing something in Canada where you're putting less than 20% down, uh, you're required to pay an insurance premium. Yeah, that's okay, so default, default insurance, yeah. essentially. Okay, so given that it's based on a smaller mortgage in December of 2022, 
your insurance premium will be smaller to the tune of about $4,000, okay? So $29,000 insurance premium would have been tacked onto your mortgage in March of 2022. It'll be about 25,000 in December of 2022. So uh, you have 2022, excuse me. Mortgage amount decreased, of course. Insurance premium, or some people call the CMHC premium, that's just one of our default insurers, but everybody knows them, um, also decreased. So exactly. dual savings in that case. Exactly. So your net mortgage amount is uh, about $108,000 less in December of 2022 as compared to March of 2022. Um, this is uh, based on 4% CMHC's premium uh, as is standard for a minimum down payment. Okay. Uh, rates as well. So just like in our previous example, there's a rate difference from March of 2022 to December of 2022. Uh, what I've done here is I've used 3.29% as the rate in March of 2022. Can I get you to, to just explain why we have, you know, 3.29% as our rate in March in this example as compared to the 499 that we had in the previous example, because again, you know, 349 in the three, previous example, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Why a lower why rate? Is it, in why this is example? it lower in this example, yep. even Good though it's, it's the same time frame? So the to make it simple for everyone, right now you can get a better rate on an insured mortgage than you can on a conventional mortgage, and so that's the key. Exactly. Right? So typically, your the pricing that's available to you, the discount that's available to you on a high ratio deal, so meaning above 80% loan to value, the pricing is better Correct. than it would be on a conventional deal. So uh, on an insured deal like this, you could have gotten 3.29 in March of 2022 as opposed to 3.49 on a competitive, yeah. uh, excuse me, a conventional deal. Yeah, and the reason for that is because the, the lender or the financial institution that, that's offering you that mortgage has the insurance against your mortgage technically in the event of default. Exactly. Right? So if something were to happen and you were to be unable to fulfill your obligation, then technically the lender, the financier, would not necessarily have to reap all of that potential loss because of this exactly. insurance. They're, they're insured, so they're Correct. not losing. Yeah. So in turn, better rate for you. So better rate. <laughs> yep. And better rate in December of 2022 as well. I believe I used 4.99 in the previous example. Mm -hmm. A high ratio interest rate for, again, a f this is a five-year fix, just like our previous example, would be about 4.79 right now. Okay? Very good. It's now based on a 25-year amortization, whether you, you know this or not. When the mortgage is insured, you cannot go longer than 25 years. So that's a limiting, you can take. Yeah, limiting factor when yep. you go insured. Okay. So the payment. Uh, in March of 2022, we were looking at $3,742 in, uh, in this comparison. In December, it's $3,748. So it's about $6 a month more. Okay, so I got to pay uh, a whole $6? $6 a month more. So One less uh, uh, Starbucks for me? Depending on what you order from them <laughs> and what size, yeah, you may have to cut back uh, yeah. one per month for sure. Okay. So... Obviously, for me, this is the same payment in both scenarios. Yeah, it's $5 more per month in December of 2022. Mm. But, I mean, again, $5. Okay. But as in the previous example, I like to point to the balance at maturity. For me, it's the, the biggest thing. Okay. In uh, March of 2020, 2020, ugh, 2020 <laughs> 
this, this should make the blue. 2022. Real. 2022. <laughs> um, you would have owed at the end of five years $658,000 roughly mm-hmm. on that mortgage. If you purchased the same condo in December of 2022, you'd owe $580,000. So again, balance that maturity, $78,000 difference in the two. That's huge. That's that's where the magic is. You know, that's, you know, where you think if you're a young person or anyone really that's sitting on the sidelines thinking about, you know, I just want to buy my first house and interest rates are high. Uh, but what do I do? Do I continue to wait or do I you know, make the plunge. Do I buy, you know, my first condo when interest rates are, you know, 5% and go in and, you know, put my $42,000 as a down payment plus some closing costs and this and that. Do I, do I put that to work today? And what you're telling me is the answer is yes. Yeah, potentially it's yes. It's not for everybody, but we don't have that crystal ball as to what's going to happen in the future. But if, if you're wanting to get into the market and your concern is, that again, I've missed the boat. I've missed my opportunity to get into this market because rates are higher. Mm-hmm. Think again. You may not have necessarily missed your opportunity. There's still an upside in every market. So if you're saying I'm a young professional, I have good job stability, long-term employment. Yep. There's no reason that my employment would be, um, you know, ceased in, in the foreseeable future. Um, qualifi- qualifying is not a problem not, not an issue yep. um you know i have my down payment i've been saving for years maybe i'm renting maybe i'm living with mom and dad or whatever the scenario is but i just don't know i'd probably ask you what are you waiting for <laughs> i don't know it's like under what conditions are are you thinking you want to buy that's a great question and do you think that set of, if you have an answer to that question, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, if you ask them that, that they're, they're going to look at you like, I'm, I don't really know. I don't know. Um, I'm what just kind of scared. Yeah. If they do have an answer to that question, my, my follow-up question is, and when do you think that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So are you waiting for rates to drop? Okay. If you're renting, you're, you're bleeding money every month paying yeah. someone else's mortgage. You'll pay your if you're living at home with mom and dad, and they can tolerate you, <laughs> and you can tolerate them, Okay, but if you're waiting for rates to drop, living at home with mom and dad, maybe you're putting aside a little bit more money for the down payment, mm. but do you think you're going to save um, your savings the sa- at the pace. same rate yeah. as the prices will Me. increase, if yeah. that makes sense, right? Yeah. So you, let's say you wait a year. I don't know what you're going to be able to save in a year just from your job, but let's say it's, it's let's say you sock away another $20,000, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think the, the price difference is going to be in that same year on this same place? Yeah. Now, maybe you get lucky and this down market drags on a little bit. But if the market turns around and values start to, to go they back come, to yeah. sort of what they normally have yeah, been, but right? even a, if they go a three, four percent, uh, yeah. let's say increase per year. Are, are you in a better position next year? Potentially not. But really, it's it's unknown, right? So it's a gamble. So if you're sitting on the sidelines, this is going back to what we talked about before about uh, trying to time the bottom of the market now. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a dangerous game if well, you miss that bottom and things start to turn around. Now, now you're you're behind. You're seeing bidding wars again, yeah. and you're well, we're already you're taking those. a year. Yeah, we're seeing to, the to, to like actually again. make an offer on something and, and get it. Yeah. So, so you have to sort of think about all the possibilities and, and I'm not, again, I, I don't have that crystal ball. I don't know 
which scenario is going to be the the win for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting on the sidelines waiting, I would ask you, what are you waiting for? Yeah, just I, understand where, I think where you're at. One of the big things that our our you know potential investor or potential homeowners need to remember is the real estate market is you know just like the stock market in some ways shapes and forms and that you know it will go up and it will come back down and you know whether you're looking to time the market or you're looking to try to buy at the lowest low and you want to sell at the highest high we understand right that is that's part of what every savvy investor wants to do but there's nothing wrong like we discussed earlier with buying at maybe just below the just below the bottom and getting in because if you try to time that stock perfectly, chances are you're going to miss it. And if you miss it, then what happens, right? Just like trying to sell that perfect stock at the perfect time. I mean, how many times have we tried to do that? And, oh, man, I just missed it. But it's okay because if you sell, then you realize your, your profits. They become real. But if you buy, at least now you're entering the market and you can start benefiting from appreciation when that appreciation sets in, right? So yes, we don't want to buy at the bottom or sorry, we buy at what we believe to be the bottom and values continue to drop $200,000. But again, a loss is only a loss when you sell. So even if you were to buy at a million dollars and affordability is in place, good employment, strong down payment, good savings, and you're able to ride out what may be a continual ride a little bit lower, so long as you're not selling selling at that time you're actually just riding the wave and waiting for that property to come back in value and being able to refinance or sell at that time is where you're going to see your benefit yeah exactly so everyone's situation is different right again the target market here was that first time home buyer with less than 20 percent down looking to dip their toe into the market so if this sounds like you, have a discussion with a trusted mortgage professional because, there, again, there, I said it probably three times on this podcast, there's, a, there's an opportunity in, in every market. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, just based on what we've talked about here today, you know, there's probably a few people listening thinking, you know, I, I probably fit into one of these two buckets. So, you know, take the time, talk to the people that uh, you know, that you trust, and um, I think uh, that's it. <laughs> Uptown experts, we're out. Bye-bye.